0: to a beach, um, Mayflower Beach, and there was a couple Brazilian churches from New England, somebody from New Hampshire, a couple churches from Boston, and others from Cape Cod, and um, they had a, a worship night, and they spoke on their belief that there is revival, not coming, but here. It's already here, and I've heard it from a lot of people all over Cape uh, that are saying they believe in this revival that God is going to change our lives. And uh, one thing that one of the, the pastors said that kind of stuck with me was uh, we've all probably heard uh, Cape Cod or Massachusetts or New England. It's called the um, frozen chosen <laughs> because uh, there are so many biblical things that are in our heritage, you know, the Mayflower Compact, and uh, Massachusetts was a commonwealth because they believed in, you know, the Puritan um, sharing all things, like, like the church in the beginning, you know, um, it's very Christian in many senses, but since then, we're very lost, and we have a very small percentage compared to a lot of the rest of America, and like how many people are in church, and real Christians. Um, so he was saying he hated that phrase and he didn't want to hear it anymore and he believed that he wouldn't. That his generation be, would be the people that would change it, that would say uh, we're not the frozen chosen, you know, that revivals would come out of n- New England and and shake the world uh, for, th- for God, you know. Let's believe that. I, I encourage you to start praying that. I'm going to keep praying it when I Go off to college. Well, I think of all of you, and I miss you on Sundays. I'll be praying for revival that God works in this church, and and you know chains would break, and that the Spirit of God would move powerfully, and and um even more people would come and see what He's doing. So, also uh, while I was at that revival, I'll call it, <laughs> um, there was a man who came up to me, and he, sp- he spoke Portuguese, and he said, hablas portugues, or something like that, and I said, no, I don't, um, and this other girl came up right after, and she was like, you need an tr- interpreter, and he said, yeah, and uh, he started prophesying over me, um, which I, I think that my love language is words of affirmation, Because God has prophesied over me a lot in (laughs) my life. And uh, it was just another sign that he loves me, that he was showing me his love. But some of the things that he said really impacted me because they were so true. And I would realized in the past year that they'd really, some things had taken hold of my heart without me realizing it. And I needed to rise above them, like Pastor John has been preaching all summer. And um, so he said uh, two things. He said, I focused on my eyes and my ears. And he said, um, you need to stop looking with your eyes on the world and, and what other people are saying about you, uh, what they're saying about your worship, what they're saying um, that's causing you anxiety and, and comparison. You need to stop looking at, at what how other people are to imitate them and you need to start looking at Jesus. And you need to start um, focusing on him and what what he's doing and follow his footsteps. And then he said, uh, your ears. You need to listen with your ears. Uh, and <laughs> it was funny because uh, he, was, he was a translator. So the girl after him, I was hearing it twice, you know. So he said with your ears, and she said with your ears, and then he said with your ears and with your ears, <laughs> and I said okay with my ears, <laughs> and he said um, not to. Uh, what did he say? Yeah, on that comparison, the anxiety. And he said anxiety, 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 and I was like okay, you're making me anxious, <laughs> and um, and they're like you don't need you don't need to be anxious, um, and. Y- um for like sleep that is uh, doesn't have um worried dreams in it and i've been having worried dreams for weeks i feel like every every day i would wake up and i'd have another anxious dream of just something simple you know like i i you know like the like you failed a math test sort of dream or like you forgot to go to school and you you know like <laughs> those and i was keeping i ha- kept having them every day and after that night i I went to bed and I didn't have any, any anxious dream, and it was just a, a sign from God that He really was working in me, and He was saying, "You don't need to be anxious. You don't need to compare." And uh, even though we were Christians, and some of us have, but you, some of you <laughs> have been uh, living the Christian life way longer than me, I wonder if you ever also feel those things, you know that. That comparison or that anxiety that wells up, um, and going to college and being my going in my freshman year and having a lot of new things, I I let those seeds sprout in me and grow of um, being self-conscious and not really knowing who I was and you couldn't quite see it unless you really looked, <laughs> but I could feel it. And that because I was comparing myself, because I I chose to watch a TV show that wasn't quite harmless, you know, or listen to music more than I should, you know, uh, that's not, not invigorating, not bringing healing in Christ. I was letting the things of this world pull me down, and I was told, I had another prophecy over me that night from my youth pastor and she said you need to rise above you need to uh Hebrews 12:1 lay aside every weight of and sin that clings so closely and it does it clings so closely doesn't it you know you don't even notice and all of a sudden uh, it's like a like a spider web it's just growing so fast on you and it's it's holding you back from running that race of endurance and um, and how does it go? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially that th- the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set for us. Amen. And then Colossians 3.2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things those are uh, some of my main topics. It's not, like I said, not anything too long. Uh, but I just want to encourage you to set your mind on things above, to not let, you know, examine your life, examine the things that you're spending your time doing and and make the changes that Jesus is requiring of you. Um, I didn't really want to let go of my TV shows <laughs> or books I was reading. And it wasn't anything bad, like, that you would say in this world bad, but they were things that were corrupting my thinking. And I was convicted. And just like later on in Hebrews 12, it says, God, he's your heavenly father, and a father disciplines his children. And he corrects you because he loves you. And he was correcting me because he loves me. That I... I need to take up my cross and follow him and take up my yoke, take up his yoke, which is easy, you know, the cross is hard. <laughs> the yoke is easy if we choose to first take up the cross because we have to die to sin, which is very hard. And I've been thinking recently that it's okay to mourn over the death of your flesh. And I, it just came across in my mind that there's a lot of ways in my life that I could have lived differently. You know, I could be a totally different person. But I've chosen Jesus. And that means losing some things, you know, the easy life, you know, just doing whatever I want. But it also means taking Jesus' yoke. It means finding joy and peace. It means... It um, means the presence of God. <laughs> it means the the wonder of His face. It means everlasting life, and I need to focus. Like uh, it says again in Hebrews later on, Jesus, seeing the joy before Him, endured the cross, reg- not in, enduring the pain and the suffering, in order to um, s- give us our you know relationship with Him. He died, and he suffered, and I wonder if he ever mourned at some point. God, why couldn't I have been like the rest of these people? You know, just got married, gotten kids, died a, you know, (laughs) an easy life, but he didn't. He gave that up, but he also saw the joy living in that paradox of um, death to the things of this world and life in Christ. Yeah. So weeping may tarry through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And uh, God gives us victory. He gives us um, new power, new new goodness. One other thing, I'm just going to end with this, and it's kind of exciting for me, and uh, uh, you guys probably know our story. It's kind of more of a testimony part, but um, one other thing that he said to me was, Uh, he actually came up to me asking if I had any unsaved people in my family. And I said, yeah, I do, my brother. And he said, I just see salvation over your home. And he said that it would come with my prayers, with my worship, with my praise. God would see it. And he would bring salvation. And... We've been hearing for years that my brother Andrew would be brought back to Christ. And he's promised it over my mom and my dad. But he said, through me, my prayers make a difference. And our prayers make a difference. Amen. Amen. So that's all. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and for supporting me all these years. You guys are awesome.